Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. Ministering a short word, um, yeah, short word. I've titled "Our Need for a Savior." Amen. Our Need for a Savior. Praise the Lord. I want to read from the Gospel of Saint Luke, chapter number two, reading from the verse four to eleven. The Bible says, "And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, unto Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem." Because he was a, of the house and of the lineage of David, to be taxed with, his, with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And they were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were so afraid. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Amen. Amen. Mark, that the angel didn't say a child, but he said a savior. We are celebrating not just the birth of a child, but we are celebrating the birth of a savior. In many countries and in many places, um, people would often, maybe once a year, or at a market time in the year, celebrate the life of a man or a woman that they believe has had a great impact on their nation or their communities. We celebrate founders, we celebrate um, past presidents, we celebrate people who have done things that has brought liberty or liberation to us. And this is man. We celebrate men because we know what they have done and their impact onto their world and onto society. Today we are celebrating not just a founder, we are, not, we are not celebrating a past president, we are not celebrating someone who has done a good thing, amen. We are celebrating the birth of a savior. A savior is a person, oh you can put your hands together for that, amen. A savior is a person who delivers one from danger or from destruction or from any difficulty. Yesterday, the Holy Spirit was ministering this to me. He said, for example, if you are drowning and somebody jumps into the river or the sea or whatever, whatever body you are drowning in and takes hold of you and brings you out, you couldn't help yourself. You were drowning, you were about to die. And this person enters or jumps in at the risk of his or her own life and then brings you out. How grateful would you be to that person? You would be continually grateful. 
if maybe by chance you fell into a lion's den and the lions were creeping on you, smelling you and you know, preparing in their minds how they would dissect your body with their teeth. And a very brave person, some way, somehow, jumps in with a big stick or a gun and shoots the lion and then delivers you. How grateful would you be? The thoughts that run through my mind is, you see, when you are in a certain place of difficulty, in a place where there's help, there's no help coming from anywhere, where you can't help yourself, where all things look bleak and impossible, and then somebody comes and delivers you. Once I heard a story, somebody said, for example, if you were taken to court for something you had done, let's say you had killed somebody, whether accidentally or deliberately, and you were in, in court, and the verdict was just about to be given guilty, or maybe of mass slaughter or first degree murder, and suddenly somebody gets up and says, I did it. You did it? Okay, so then you are free to go. I did it. And you know that you did it. But this person is claiming he did it. And, I mean, he's not, but he said he did it. And so he's charged, and he's taken away in handcuffs. And you are standing, watching him being taken away to life imprisonment or to be executed by electric, electrocution by electric chair or hanging or maybe um, lethal injection. How would you feel about such a person? That is a savior. Amen. Someone who delivers us from that which we are not able to deliver ourselves from. Someone who delivers us from our guilt. Not that we are innocent, but we were guilty. Amen. Jesus, our Savior, redeems us from sin. Amen. And, sa and has saved us from eternal damnation, eternal destruction. Praise the Lord. Now, if you go back to the book of Genesis chapter 3, we read about the fall of man and its judgment. After Adam being enticed or coerced, as people like to think, or being persuaded by Eve to eat of that which God said they should not eat of, um, you know, fell. They fell from grace. And these two people who were so beloved of God that the Bible says that God will come you know, in the afternoon and have fellowship with them, suddenly begin to hide from God. And when God comes, he asks them, why, why, who, 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 what's all this? And then, of course, the blame game is on. So Adam said, is this woman you gave me? So he has not only put blame on the woman, but he also put a blame on God. You gave her to me, and she deceived me. So can you imagine? I am free. Then the woman said, it's not me, it's a serpent. Of course, you created the serpent. So that means that it shifted to the serpent. We always like to do the blame game. Shift, you know, blame on other people or other things for things that we have done. But you see, it, it is in the DNA of every human being to self-preserve. But by ourselves, we can't preserve ourselves. And that is why when Adam and Eve realized that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves to cover their nakedness. It didn't work because you see, there's no cover up for sin. Sin will always manifest itself in one way or the other. Sin can never be hidden. Even if nobody ever knows, you know, and you bear the guilt of it. 
But God is an all-knowing God, and God is an all-seeing God. It takes the same God whom we have sinned against to cover us so that our sin is not seen. And the first sacrifice that God made was the sacrifice of an animal whose you know, um, fleece or skin he used to cover the nakedness of Adam and Eve. That was the first blood sacrifice. But the judgment of God was there. And he said to the serpent, first of all, that I'll put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. Mark that, her seed. Okay? Then he, he said, I, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow. To the woman, he said, unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow shall thou bring forth children, and your desire shall be to your husband, and he shall rule over thee. Then to Adam, he said, because you have hearkened unto the voice of your wife and eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. Note, it wasn't cursed as man, but cursed is the ground for your sake. All right. In sorrow shall thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth to you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. And in the sweat of your face shall you eat bread until you return to the ground, for out of it were thou taken and to it you return. For thus you art, and to thus thou shalt return. That was a judgment of death. Amen? Death. And when God said to them that they shouldn't eat of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, he said that of the, the day that you eat of it, you shall die. But after they ate of it, realized that they were not dead. Or so they thought. They were alive physically, but spiritually, they were dead. Amen. And that is what sin does. Sin separates us from God. And separation from God is death. Amen. So they, had no, they no longer had that fellowship that they had with God. And so God's judgment comes upon all mankind because of the sin of Adam and Eve. And from that day, man has needed a savior. But I always say this thing that before you're set back, God has already planned your comeback. Amen. Amen. So this morning, maybe you are here in this house, and maybe in 2019, you've, you've faced a lot of setbacks. Things of your own doing, choices you made that have set you back in one way or the other. Or maybe just things that happened for, for, for any reason. I want to tell you that God has already planned your comeback. Are, are you hearing me? So let your heart rejoice. God had already planned the comeback of man, and the comeback of man was through the seed of the woman. And the seed of the woman is Christ Jesus. You see, every person is born of a seed of a man. Because those of you who have done a little biology will know that a man gives his seed. For the sake of children here, I will not be graphic. And... <laughs> and when the seed is conceived, the woman brings forth a child. So every person born is a seed of man because man gives a seed. But Jesus Christ alone was born without the seed of man. Amen. He is a seed of the woman. Let's go to Luke chapter 1, verse 34 to 35. When the angel Gabriel gave Mary the announcement that she was going to be pregnant and bring forth a son. Mary said, Rabbi said, then Mary said to the angel, how shall this be since I know not a man? She was a virgin. 
She said, how can this be? You know, I, I've never had any you know, sexual relationship with a man. You know, I'm a virgin. And the angel answered her and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. The power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing who shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. So Mary was not going to have an interaction with any man, but the Spirit of God himself would come upon her and bring life, amen, into her womb. And she would bring forth a child. You know that they, even when they do IVF, they put the seed, the sperm, to the egg, and then it fertilizes. But in this one, the power of God was to come upon Mary and fertilize the egg by itself. Isn't it amazing? Somebody give the Lord a clap offering. So there was no human involvement in the conception of Christ. Amen. He was purely the seed of the woman and the seed of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And for the reason, the reason being that God needed sinless blood. Amen. In order to atone for the sins of mankind. If you read the Old Testament, in the law, when, we, when people sinned, they, once a year, the high priest will go with a blood of a lamb and make atonement on the mercy seat for the whole nation so that they could be reconciled to God. Their sins would be forgiven and that God will prosper them again. But immediately after the day of atonement, what would they do? They'll go back to sin. And that is how it is with a lot of people. When they go to confession, said, please forgive me for I've sinned. And as soon as confession is over, as soon as they step out of the confession box and they get to the car park, they start. Because they feel we are free. We can do it again. But that was not the purpose of God. God wanted to bring man to a place where sin will be taken out of man, not just covered for a season. Amen. But to do that, he would need blood that is untainted. Blood that is not tainted with sin. Because every blood of the seed of the man is sinful. And so he had to himself take on the form of man in a way that would not involve the blood of man. Are you understanding it? So that the blood of the Christ would be sinless blood in order to pay for our lives, to pay for our sins. You know, God is a master architect, a master planner. Sometimes when I think about the things God does and the reason why he does it, you can read something in the Old Testament and you see its manifestation in the New and you say, oh, wow, so that is the connection. That is the God that we serve. He thinks ahead of things even before they happen. He plans everything, you know, intricate planning. There's no mistake with whatever he does. And so Jesus Christ was born as the seed of the woman, Mary. Amen. In order to save mankind from sin. Amen. And the judgment that sin brings. That is why this morning I spoke to you briefly in my welcome note on, of, of, of Isaiah's prophecy in Isaiah chapter 9. I think I began from the verse 6, but I want to start from the verse 2 this time. It says, the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of them, death, upon them has the light shined. Jesus 
said he is the light of the world. Amen. It is his light. It is in his light that we see light. John said that his light appeared. Amen. And darkness could not comprehend it. Because whenever light comes, where there is darkness, darkness flees. Amen. So he said that the people who walked in darkness, the people who lived in darkness, have seen a great light. And Jesus is that light of God that came to dispel darkness in our lives. And that has multiplied the nation and not increased their joy. Their joy before they according to the joy in harvest. And as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every battle of a warrior is with confused noise and garments rolled in blood. But this one shall be with burning and with fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born. Amen. So he was saying, as I was saying, that this child that is coming is for the breaking of the yokes of our lives. For the lifting of the burdens that we carry. Amen. And for winning battles, battles which previously would be, you know, fought with confused noise and blood. But this one, it shall be with fire. Amen. The fire of the Spirit of God. And he said, for because unto us a child is born. Amen. Unto us a son is given. Isaiah was so specific about the birth of the Christ. And he said, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. The rule, the authority, the dominion of the kingdoms of the world shall be upon his shoulder. He, he, he is and still remains sovereign over all things and over all nations. Whether they say they are Christian nations or whatever nations, Jesus Christ is still Lord. Hallelujah. Is somebody with me this morning? Put your hands together and give the Lord Jesus a mighty clap offering. <coughs> so, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God. The everlasting father, the prince of peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Amen. The government, the kingdom of God, Jesus would often say during his ministry that the kingdom of God has come. Amen. Today in our world, the kingdom of God is. We have the kingdom of God existing right now. And we are members of the kingdom. We are kingdom people. Amen. We, we are ruled by our king. Amen. And we, we carry kingdom authority. Amen. And the kingdoms of this world don't have power and authority over the, those in the kingdom of God. Are you hearing me? And it's all because when we needed a savior, God sent a savior to us. Jesus came as a savior. Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Amen. But through Jesus, we have been forgiven of our sins. And the glory that we fell short of, that we had missed, is restored back unto us. Romans, the fifth chapter, verse 9, says, Much more than now being justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Whose wrath? The wrath of God. Because the wrath of God is upon every sinner. The wages of sin, the Bible says, is death. Amen. But the gift of God, the free gift of God, is eternal life through Jesus Christ, the Son of God, our Savior. Amen. So before Christ came, all men were under the wrath of God. And indeed, between the book of Malachi and Matthew, there's a 400-year silence. Amen. A long silence, a long 
period of silence where the interaction of God and man was zero. Amen. Because man kept on sinning. God sent his prophets. God sent people to speak to man to repent. They would repent. They go back, repent and go back. And God realized that no. His original plan to send the seed of the woman to redeem man from the power of sin is the only way to bring man back to him. Amen. So the Apostle Paul says that for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Today, you and I have been reconciled to God. The, the wall of enmity that stood between us and God. You know, before you became born again, before you became a Christian, and I'm not saying when you were, when, you see, because many of you were Christians, or supposedly, but you were not children of God, you were God's grandchildren. Yes, but God doesn't have grandchildren. I, I, I found this out long ago, very long ago, when I became newly born again. One day the revelation hit me that God doesn't have grandchildren. He said as many as believed in him, as many as received him, he gave them the power to become the sons of God. God doesn't have grandchildren. But many people are, 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 are feeling that they are Christian, but in essence, they are God's grandchildren. Before I became born again, I, I, I said I'm a Christian. I'm a staunch Methodist because my grandmother was a Methodist, my father's mother. And in fact, um, Donwell Methodist Church, Ifiokuma, began in her living room. Yeah. Amen. And as far back as when I was, I think, um, seven or so, when I lived with her, every morning we had class, Methodist class. Methodist for her. You used to go to her class. And she was a class leader. And then they would sing hymns, and then there would be the word, and then, you know, they will close. And they sat earlier, I around five. And as young as I was, she would call the whole house. You can't sleep. She will call you to come. And when they finished, the song that they sang, is still with me. She said, that's what she would go. They would sing, and then she would go, la, 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 la. And then, you know, what she was saying is that there's joy in the kingdom of God. And she was pointing to not just the, the earthly kingdom that we are in, but in the heavenly and eternal kingdom. We are not living just for today, but we are living for eternity. And it's all because of the Son of God. We are reconciled to God. And we, we have been saved through him. Amen. And he says that but we also have joy through him because there's been an atonement. A price has been paid for us. You see, I, always, I often call it an atonement. But the blood has atoned for our sins. Amen. The Lord said that he has given the blood for atonement. Amen. It's only the blood that can be used for atonement. I think that's Leviticus 17, 11. So he, he, he came as man in order to die for man. So he will shed his precious sinless blood that we might be saved. We needed a savior. And Bible says, aware of us by one man, sin entered in the world and death by sin. So death passed upon all men. 
Adam's sin. For that all have sinned. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Through Adam, sin came into the world and death for all men. In the same way, through righteousness, the righteousness of Christ Jesus, we receive the gift of grace and righteousness unto life, eternal life, by one person, that is Jesus. Hallelujah. He said, and if through one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, by the obedience of one, Jesus Christ, many shall be made righteous. Our Savior. I said, everyone needs a Savior. Amen. And our Savior took our place. Our Savior bore our sins. Our Savior took our diseases and our infirmities. Our Savior took our poverty. Amen. He took the curses that were due us. Amen. And there was an exchange. He just didn't take them, but what was his, he gave to us. He took our sin that he may give us his righteousness. He took the curses that were supposed to be ours and gave us the blessing. Amen. Because he took the vilest death, the death on the cross, which was a curse. So we will be free from the curse and be blessed. He took the stripes on his back. He was beaten so that we might be healed. He took our poverty. Jesus didn't, didn't come born as, you know, um, a king's son, a rich king's son, you know, a prince in a palace. He came as a son of a carpenter, born in a manger, in a smelly manger, with cows lowing and sheep bleating and all the rest. One day somebody was saying, said, can you imagine how infectious that, that um, atmosphere was? If it was today, the doctors among us would say, no, the baby will get an infection. But that's where Jesus was born. Amen. And it was deliberate so that you can be born in Kolibu and elsewhere. Amen. So that it's just it's a shift. He took what was ours and gave us what was his. We often end with the chastisement of our peace was laid upon him and by his stripes we are healed. But if you read further, he says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid upon him, not upon us, the iniquity of us all. So our iniquity was laid upon him. When we had gone astray, each man to his own way, doing what we like. If he feels good, do it. But the punishment of it was laid upon him. So you and I can be free. This morning, those who were just ministering to me and saying, can you imagine your life before Christ? Do you remember? Do you remember your life before Christ? Oh, no, you've forgotten. Do you remember? And can you imagine if you were not saved, when you were saved? Somebody said, mercy. If you were not saved at the time when you were saved, can you imagine where you'll be now? Can you imagine your level of expertise in sin. I mean, the devious behavior, the ministry of games and wildlife, you would have had a double PhD in the ministry of games and wildlife. The Lord. Hallelujah. Swinging from tree to tree. 
like a monkey. I mean, it, it would have been terrible, but for grace. Look at somebody and tell the person, but for grace. But for grace. Hallelujah. Jesus came as a savior. Number one, to save us from sin. To save us from the wages of sin, which is death. He came to save us from the wrath of God. He came to save us, to deliver us from the oppression of Satan, of the enemy. And the one I love, because I heard him tell me, is to save us from ourselves. Yeah. Came to save you from yourself. Because of our own mind, of our own desires, of our own, the dictates of our own heart. Can you imagine the things you can do? I mean, giving the right place and, and the free, you can do things. Things. He came to save us from ourselves. The Holy Spirit, who is the Spirit of Christ, he is the restrainer today in our world. There are certain things that you can do. Yeah. But you just won't do. Why? Because the restrainer is there. His spirit is in you. But if he wasn't in you, you would take on a certain course that would take you on a first class road to hell, to destruction. You will self-destruct. And that is why we see like the madman of Gadara, that he was cutting himself with stones. Why? Because he had no Christ in him. And so the demons had a free course in him. Without Christ in the world, demons will go amok. Without Christ in your life, demons would have finished you by now. Or talk about Mary Magdalene, out of whom they took out seven demons. Hey! And the madman, they took out, Jesus cast out demons and 2,000 pigs, swine, you know, went and drowned themselves in the, in, 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 in the sea. Self-destruction. That is what the power of the enemy does. It's, it, it causes you to self-destruct. I didn't hear mouth, but you do it. It's not the best for you, but you feel, that's what you feel like doing. And it is destructive. But praise be to God. That when we needed a savior, somebody to save us from sin, somebody to save us from death, Somebody to save us from the wrath of God. Somebody to save us from the oppression of the enemy. That your life will not just be like a can of sardines on a shelf. And any day that the devil feels like, own two sardines, no rain, no bad way, two. No That's it. No, no, no. Now your life has been purchased. Your life has been bought. Your life has been redeemed. And you are precious in the sight of God. And your life is worthy. What a savior. He saved us from ourselves so that we will not self-destruct. He's given us a spirit that we will, will have the mind and, and the desire to do the things that are right, the things that are beneficial, the things that will lead us into the place of righteousness. David said, he leads me beside still waters. We can be led because of Christ. But if Christ is not in you, you are not led by anything but by demons. And by your desires. And by the dictates of your flesh. But praise be to God. That when we needed a savior. God gave us a savior. Who is Christ the Lord. 
And so today, on this Christmas morning, our joy, our celebration, is not just in seeing one another, because it is good to have family, and all the celebration, it's very good. And really, that's what Christ came to do, to reconcile us to God and to one another, to bring back love among brethren, to bring peace, to bring unity, you know, amongst us. So it's all good. But then let us remember always that the true joy of this season is because we have a savior and he saved us and the good news is that he he hasn't stopped interceding he's still watching out for you jesus is still seated at the right hand of god making intercession for you making intercession for us what a savior look at somebody say what a savior what a wonderful savior so we thank the lord for our savior this morning and we thank God for your lives. Oh, come, let us adore Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us For listening to today's word, connect with us on our website www.tlgm.org. Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey.